you talking to the guy that President Barack Obama invited to a, a dinner, correspondence dinner in, in New York City. And when I showed up, the Secret Service told me I couldn't come in. You know what I'm saying? So so wow. because of my past, you know what I mean? And that was humbling. And not to mention I went and bought a, a, a $8,000 Tom Ford suit. I was ready now. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> you feel me? And and I couldn't get in. And, that you know, that, that kind of broke my spirit. And not that, that I'm ever ashamed of where I came from and I'll never be, but that's the thing about hip-hop. You can evolve in it. This is Nas. Growing up in Queensbridge, I never imagined the music I heard blasting at the park would change my life and transform the world. But it did. And I've met a lot of people along the way who feel the same. Take this journey with me to explore how we built the culture and continue to carry on tradition. You're now listening to The Bridge, 50 Years of Hip Hop. What up? This is Minya O, a.k.a. Miss Info. And when I think of Jeezy, the word that comes to mind is transformation. Here's someone who came from the mud and then used that grit to create a whole new reality for himself, both in and out of rap. On this episode of The Bridge, 50 Years of Hip Hop, Nas and I get real with Jeezy about going from snowman to role model, his reconciliation and then collaboration with Nas, and that one time he got turned away at the White House. Back in 2005, things got real icy cold. That's because Jeezy had arrived on the scene in a major way. As one of the originators of the trap music movement, Jeezy's hard streetwise style opened doors for him in the industry. But the snowman never forgot where he came from. Utilizing what he had learned on the streets, he marketed himself in ways the industry had never seen before. And no matter what, you always heard the voice of a real hustler in his rhymes. I always like to see the street element of the rap game come to the forefront. Because mm. sometimes it gets Hollywood out here. And, right. and we like to see when somebody comes back out and reminds the whole game what's really what's really up. And when I saw Jeezy, I saw you at some place. We was, I think it was a radio station. I knew you. Right. I knew of you, but I ain't never met you. So I didn't want to go say what's up when you was working and you would have been like, what's this? It was like player. It was like player shit. Like, yo, hmm. right. there go a dude over there getting his grind on. I don't want to disrupt it yet. We'll meet at a different time. Okay. That was the first time I saw you. Second time I saw you, I don't know where I saw you, but I loved it, man. I was just loving everything right. you're doing. And I, I was just hoping that, you know, I just hope this brother, he got talent. Hmm. I hope he could see what I had to see early on to still be here. Yo, and check this out, though. I got one better for you. This is really good. Hey, yo, I'm <laughs> telling you, you're not going to remember this. I remember like it was yesterday. I, th I think it was 0203. I'm in Club 112. I got on about 20 diamond chains, big Rolex watch, Lexus GS400 outside. <laughs> and I'm in there, I'm popping bottles and I'm kicking my thing. And I go to the bathroom. 
And the, the guy next to me in the stall standing up is Nasty Nas. <laughs> and you try to use the bathroom. I'm trying to use the bathroom. I'm like, yo, I'm going to be big. And you like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I swear. I was like, yo, I just met Nas in the bathroom. I told him I'm about to be big. He's going to be bigger than life. And I remember that because you was you was genuine. You was like, yeah, that's what's up. You know, just, you know, that's, that's, that's good. Right. And I just remember that. And it was like, it was like surreal because, you know, back then, you know, you could have all the jewelry, all the chains, but, you know, the guys who had put in the work would come in and all the attention would be on them. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It was like you and I think at the time, like Luda and, um, of course, Usher, all these different ones that were just in that position. And I was just like, damn. You know, even back then, you were just like, it was so far-fetched because I can't even lie. I wasn't even one foot in, one foot out. I was two feet out. <laughs> I mean, two feet in, you know what I'm saying? I was like, rapping was like almost the thing that, you know, you told people you did and, you know, just hope that they believed it, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because other than that, like, what are you doing every day, you know what I mean? And uh, I just remember that. Before we go into what's happening right now. Yeah. I really want to. I, happening I right really, now. really want to just touch back on what you were saying. Like back in the day, moving around in the clubs. Tell us just a little bit about how crazy that time was, because I don't think it could never happen again. Right. And it was such a movie in Atlanta at that time. I just think it was time, and it was like you know definitely a real thing. You could see it. People were out. I've seen situations where. You know, how I knew how real it was. It was like, you know, we used to drink 1800 Quavo and um, uh, Cristal. And one night, the the club owner, who's still one of the biggest club guys here, he goes, I got bad news for y'all tonight. I don't have uh, Quavo 1800 or Cristal, but I got this new tequila called Patron, and I got this new champagne called um, PJ Rosé, Perrier Juliet. And I remember my man was like, bring it, bring it all. And from that moment on, I had never seen or heard of Patron or PJ. And I remember how the whole club scene turned into that within about six months. Nobody was buying crystal. That was real influence. There. That's the real Yeah, it started influences. there and it went all over the world, like everywhere I went. Hmm. You definitely are an example of resilience because we seen right. where you're coming from and we saw, you know, you take these bigger steps, bold steps, strong steps into business. You are a businessman. We're watching a businessman. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. that is something that you just, you got to take your hat off to because you see a lot of people don't make it this far. You see a lot of people in jail. A lot of yep. dudes that rap that have yeah. promising careers and, yeah. and, and wind up in jail or wind up dead. Or, or, or dead, yeah. yeah. Or dead, yeah. So, you know. Um, thank you for that, my brother. I just think, you know, a lot of that came from, and a lot of people don't know that, like, music is my talent because I learned from music. Like, I learned from you. I learned from Hove. I learned from Pac. I learned from Big. I learned from, you know, UGK. Like, you name them. I really listened to what people had to say because I felt like that was their testimony. Um and and even now, like, you know, when I sit back and I look at a lot of the youngsters that, you know, lost their lives and the things they go through, like, and even going to jail, just like, man, like, those those hurdles are real, you know. And to be able to, you know, have dodged a few things, jumped a few hurdles and get here and to do what you love, you know what I'm saying? I say again, like, music is my talent, 
But business has always been my passion. Like, that's <laughs> something I wanted to do. That's somebody I wanted to be. I wanted to walk in the room and tell somebody, I own half Atlanta. I'm telling you I do. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not capping. You know what I'm saying? Like, take the LLCs. You know what I mean? It's real. When you first said that on Versus, which was one of the right. most gangster verses that will probably ever exist, that right. was so hard because... <laughs> you know, to 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 handle that, and you you talk about being a man of peace, and that 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 didn't come overnight for Jeezy. Trust yeah. me. Nah. You know what I'm saying? So for you to be right. that on man time, on grown man time, right, right. that that was a ripple effect. That was that just went through yeah. all the hoods. That this is how you right. handle things. Respect to you on that. Like I said, if Big and Pac could have sat down, it could have been something there, and the coach could be in a different place. But you know how many times I've been sued for just, you know, getting caught up in the altercation with a random out here because of who, you know, who you are and what you stand for and the fact that they'll know you'll go there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just losing. And then when you think about that, you know, put into where you at now, if it ain't if it ain't worth, you know, losing it all, then it ain't worth it because that's the only way I'm going. And if you lose it all, you know, you've seen it. You know, it's what we do as a culture. We, you know, we laugh, we we joke, you know, oh, he messed up, he can't live in his careers, no more he got, it's funny, and it shouldn't be, but Malcolm X said you shouldn't laugh at a man's downfall. You should figure out how to pick him up, but, you know, of course, that ain't how it go. Just think about it. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying this like I'm just this this peacemaker, like I'm still cheesy, like I, I'm, it's still in me, it's in me and not on me, it's mm. in me, you know what I'm saying? Don't get but it at the same up. time, right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, it's in me, it's not on me, it ain't nothing I'm taking off, but um, I seen it though, like I seen the bank roll fresh, you know, get killed, I seen the dopeies, you know, all these kids, and you just like, they be so dope and, and real and, and genuine, and, and then it's over, you know what I'm saying? Or you right. seen, like, I remember going to sit down and talk to Kodak Black when he got out the first time. I was just like, man, you one of us, bro. You got to, you know what I'm saying? Don't leave no money on the table. And I'm not, you know, taking no pokes at him, but I'm like, I just wanted to holler at him because I feel like I don't know who talking to him because, right. you know, and not just him. It's just like, when you fight through the ghetto and the, and the, and the haters and the... I met him through you. I met Kodak through you. Hmm. Oh, that's crazy. At a party. <laughs> We was at a party. Right, right. Puff joint. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Puff joint, yeah. And I would tell him, I was like, you look like you belong here, little bro. But you know, he was on the prowl. Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> you know he was. Um, but um, maybe I'm just built different because I was raised by my grandma. But like for me, man, if you got it in you and you want it, I want to help you get it. I want to see you have it. I want to see you keep it. Like we can get some momentarily and think we on top of the world. And then it's going to like, you know, you I used to say that all the time, niggas is rich. You know what I'm saying? But it'd be just a pocket full of money, a gold chain, and a car. Right. You know, mm -hmm. that ain't that ain't nothing in the real world. Right. That is nothing. This is the game. This is what you should know because, like I say, it's bigger than rap. It's just like, it's like longevity. Like, And I'm not just saying it because you hear uh, Nas like, look at your longevity, my G. Like, look at that. You know how many people came up when you was doing what you're doing and... and probably looking at you like what the f <laughs> like what did I do wrong like why didn't I wow. listen why didn't I take the time because look at your jeopardy and you still getting Thanks. getting Grammys and still moving around and still in the mix and still got the respect and you ain't Thank lost you, an ounce of that you know what I'm saying and, and, and you still you so I look at shit like that and I gotta go to myself like you know it has to be that way if you in this to win this 
the things that are of real value are all invisible. Like the things, all of the things with your LLC on it are not things that you're wearing on your wrist. And so that's the that's the tough part. So even for, for a young artist, when you give them that gem, they might not use it in time or they might it might later hit them on. later on. Later on. And yeah, you just yeah. hope that it's not too late. Yeah. Like my man said, don't get it fucked up. Now I had my time too now. Now I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I ain't had my time. Now right. I bought a few cars, <laughs> I bought a few chains, I had my fun, but when I started getting other rooms, I'm like, yo. And that's going back to that music being my talent. Business yeah. being my passion, it's just like when I walk in the room, I don't care what room I walk in. I want the respect because I put it in the work, meaning that if it's a room full of politicians, they're going to look at me and know how I can move my coach. If mm-hmm. it's a room full of businessmen, they're going to know that I, I got the potential to do the same amount of business or if not more. If it's a right. room full of motivational speakers, they're going to know that I can motivate and say Things that have moved crowds in the 60s of thousands at one time. And I can tell you, there's no president that's going to get on the stage and have her people recite his words for an hour and a half straight. But I could do that. Facts. Wow, yes. That's, Facts. that's how I look at it. Thank you for putting me on that president is black record. Oh, come on. You feel me? I wanted to ask about oh, that. I wanted God. to ask about that. Oh, man. Yo, Let me tell that you. That must have felt good. That was my it. My Lambo's blue. My man, and I went to the A. And what happened, right. Jeezy come scoop me in a blue Lamborghini yep. yes, and sir. go to the Atlanta Hawks game. We sat on the floor. We <laughs> yes, sat sir. on the floor. We had a great time. That sounds and like yes. that life. A, that was a good time, man. I'm sure. And it, the Barack was just getting in office and my yes, president's sir. black. That's that's in stone, man. You said that legendary verse back. <laughs> it was a good one. It was so legendary. My man Hove hit me up like remix. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yo, Hove jumped on the remix and went crazy. <laughs> I was like, yo, damn. He saw the energy. He was like, I, I, I right, want some right. Yo, and, crazy. And, he, and this is a crazy thing, though. A lot of people don't know. I recorded that song four months before he won. And, and, oh, wow. and, and Nas was already on it. Yeah, we was yeah. ready. It was clipped up. Yeah. So when he won, the song was already out on the album. Yeah. It had been out for months. Yeah. So the yeah. song was just on the album, and when he won, that's what Perfect ignited time. the song. And and I never really got a chance to tell you, too, bro, like, and, and it's real talk. And, and a lot of people don't know over the years, me and Nas, we became close. Like, it's it's genuine. You know what right. I mean? It's not forced. It's not rap. It's, hey, you good? It Check started out rocky, though, right? It didn't start out rocky. Well, not really rocky. I just think that, I, I think at the time, you know, and, and here's, here's again what, what powerful, and people don't know the history, how powerful words are. Mm. You know, when he did the hip-hop dead, I thought he was yeah, talking about us. It was dead. like Right, right. So, you know, I wanted to be the front guy. And say what I say, and, and, and we had a, and, and we, because at the time, it's like, you got to think, I'm just getting on. Yeah. I'm right. just seeing my first legitimate money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just getting my shows going. And then you got, you got the dawn <laughs> in New York saying, saying like, party's like, over. <laughs> right. Lights, lights so up. Like, <laughs> right. I still had residue of my fingernails, a scale and a triple beam in the wow. cabinet above <laughs> The microwave's still running, still warm, just yeah. so you know. Talk. <laughs> you Talk. know what I'm saying? And my money was still in duffel bags. Like I'm, And I'm being all the way honest. And it was big of him to say so. Right. I respected that. Right. I didn't think about that part. I didn't think that certain really? people would think I'm talking about that. Right, you didn't, right, you didn't right, know. Oh, right, no. Nah, I'm right. talking about mainly New York. Oh, wow. Mainly the ripple effects were crazy. Yeah. Right. But no, I was talking real, to everybody, he... but I didn't explain it did you Did enough. you hear... Right. Because Jeezy really, like, took offense to that. And well, you were I, I very public about it. I don't think it was more him. 
I heard a piece of an interview where yeah. it was. The yeah, yeah, yeah. They got me. It was early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I had been doing my promo run. It was like, what do you think he said? Hip hop is dead. It's over. You guys are dumb. I'm like, yo, you know, you know, I said what I said. But at the same time, that's how it go, though. Respect. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it was amazing energy phone. from you, too. We got on the, <laughs> got on the phone. Oh, we you chopped did? it up, and it was like, yo, man, come on. You know you know how cool Nas is. Come on, bro. You know I ain't. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So now I got to fix this good. shit. <laughs> now I got to fix this shit, because at the time, everybody from the South, like, what we doing? What's going on? Like, I'm like, yeah. come on, man. Like, that's Nas. Nigga, chill. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't even like extra like that, but, like, people were offended. Mm-hmm. And, and i tell you another one. It was just like when... You know, Hov did Death of Auto-Tune. Just think of anybody that was doing Auto-Tune at the time. Right. They was like, oh, my God, he tried to kill me. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it was that. But the history of, you know, what we do and and, and the evolution is men get on the phone, they figure things out, then they make history. You feel what I'm saying? And and that's what we did. We made history of my president is black, and, and we had some good times doing it. And at the same time, remember Nas came to Atlanta, we was in my restaurant, and uh, we was on the rooftop. And we were just chopping it up. And I was like, yeah, but even for me to bring him to my spot, you know what I'm saying? And knowing he had uh, his restaurant in L.A. at the time, just look how far, you know, it's brought us. And then it's crazy, too, because the craziest thing is a lot of people, like, y'all done, y'all done so well. A lot of people forget you from the projects for real, man. Like, it's right. crazy. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, get it you know? fucked up. Fucked up. <laughs> you we're trying to so. tell y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk, real talk. I love That's it. That's a beautiful thing, man. I used to love 112, by the way. That was my favorite club in America. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that spot. Man. Yo, yo, bro, I know you've been to Gentleman's Club. I ain't even have to ask you. 1,000%. Man, this It's a is, park now, by the way. <laughs> was this before Magic City? This was before them? It was, a, no, actually, they was going simultaneously. Like, Gentleman's Club was on a Wednesday, and Magic was on a Monday. Yeah. Best strip club food, best strippers. <laughs> Best yes. pepper wings. Oh man, come on, man! But I remember when seeing you again at that radio station. You was moving the CTE movement. You had this head. Right. You had a, a bandana on. You had this focused look on you. And I ain't want to fuck you up. Like I knew, I saw your grind. Mm. I just, I said, I know I see him again. I see him again. But to see you do it, and then the the snowman T-shirts, yeah, phenomenon. That just took off. Bigger than anything that was going on in the game. There's a lot of controversy with that. Snowman. That was on the news. That was on TV. And you was just starting, bro. Actually, they banned the snowman shirts right. from yeah. schools. Okay, so present day to then. I'm on tour now. And one thing I've noticed is that even now, when I go out, you see just a gang of snowman shirts in the crowd. And that's how you kind of identify the people. But... That's all I see, meaning that, you know, I was building a brand without knowing that I was building a brand. Yeah. I was building something special that in in, in hip-hop, as you will, it's like that, you know, the Apple sign. When you see the Apple with that half-bitten Apple, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know what that means. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was building a brand because 
I just wanted I wanted something that symbolized where I came from. And I felt like the snowman was just cold. He was the iciest. He was the coolest. And he and, and he stood, he was the mascot for the have nots. And I I, I did that and, and, and shout out to Shauna Ayers, who was my um product manager at the oh, time. Wow. I had this big snowman chain. And they was like, we need something to, uh, you know, just to put out there so people will know it's you. And then we all looked at the chain, and Shauna was like, yeah, we're going to do shirts with the snowman on. I was like, yeah, that's it. And so we started printing up all these shirts, right, and gave them away. You know, it was a cool thing. Now, fast forward maybe about eight months later, I'm in Harlem. Every store in Harlem got their own rendition. They got snowmen with AK-47s wow. with the bandana <laughs> around them. So I'm like, I don't even know this is about me. I'm like, I'm just like, oh, snowman is a thing now. Like, it's a fad. You know what I mean? People are wearing it. It's like the black Bart Simpson. Right. I'll yeah. never forget I was at um, a convention, a clothing convention with Hove. And this is when me and Hove came together and did my 8732 clothing line. And uh, we was just out there in Vegas for this convention. And every booth we walked past, people would walk up to me. It was like, yo, man, appreciate you, man. That's just so real. You letting everybody eat. And you just, man, you just giving back. And I'm the whole time I'm like, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> so we walk around. So we walk around to about 10, 15 booths, and everybody's saying the same thing. And then I'm like, but what are they talking about? And Hove looked at me and go, like, I hope you got that snowman trademark. Are you selling those shirts? And I'm just looking like, sell, I've been giving them away. And he's like, okay, that's what they're talking about. <laughs> Everybody was selling snowman shirts at the time. And they was getting banked. And I didn't even think to sell it. You know what I'm saying? Because I came from, I got in the game from giving away my mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying and building my brand that way. So I didn't even see the monetary gain in the snowman search, but I'm glad everybody else ate off of them. But I did not understand. That's what me, me and Hov sat down. He's like, yo, he's like, yo, you got to do a clothing line. I was like, yeah, like, you know, so Hov put me with the Russian guys that owned uh, Rockerwear, and we did my own clothing line. And, and, and it was very successful, but I was a late bloomer because everybody else had already got paid, just so we could. <laughs> you paid it forward. You paid it forward right. and you, you got it, it back. <laughs> I definitely right. got it back. <laughs> Well, Jeezy actually has a, a, a talk show as well. Oh, see? You know yeah. what it is. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. This is where it's, it's at. A, it's a very interesting turn of what, events for both of y'all. What's yours called? Yeah, Worth a Conversation. I, I was with uh, Fox Soul. You know, it's crazy because a lot of these people I couldn't really build relationships with because of my past. So a lot of the guests, you know, were people that I wanted to build a relationship with from T.D. Jakes, Steve Harvey, to John C. Maxwell, People like that. So, you know, when I got the show, I was like, this is my goals. I want to build relationships with these people I respect, but also get some insight about, you know, just what they really went through in life. And, um, you know, and, and it worked out like that. Tony Robbins, you know, just all these different people and just sitting down for an hour being able to um, just pick their brains, as you say, you know, it, it just sparked some things. And, you know, T.D. Jakes called me every other week. You know, Tony Robbins called me every time he got something going he think I should be a part of. You know, John C. Maxwell, you know, actually uh, married me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. So it's just like all these things, you know, came, Deion Sanders is one of my guy guys, you know what I mean? And all these relationships came um, just from sitting down, taking the time to pick some people's brain and get that knowledge, but at the same time, share with the culture. So, you know, this is where it is. This is the type of time we own. It's a beautiful thing, baby. Beautiful thing. 
and going back to what you said, just about looking outside, it's like, you know, if I didn't have that type of guidance from the cats that was older than me in the hood, I wouldn't be here either. You know, I was the one that sat down and talked to the old cats who really didn't have a lot of money but had a lot of knowledge. Right. It just had a lot of game about what I was going to encounter. And I used to do that faithfully. i go sit around and um, just sit down and chop it up. One of my good friends now is my business partner. It was somebody who's been with me for almost 30 years. Me and him became cool because I was on tour and I was thugging and I was going through these things. But I would come back to Atlanta and put everybody off my tour bus and go to his restaurant. And, and he would just crack open a different bottle of wine and bring me a different cigar from somewhere and be like, this is what this is, and this is what this wine is, and this is where this is from, and we used to just have conversations. And then I'd be like, you know, I would really like to sit down with this person. And the next week, he would have that person there for me to sit down and talk to him. You know what I mean? And that's how I started to understand, you know, just coming from the hood, it's just like everybody got to struggle, man. You know, just because we from the slums and we feel like we went through the most, you know, you know, it's still people out there. You know, it's, just think about that, man. Steve Harvey slept in his car. I ain't never slept in the car unless I was on the block getting some money, taking a break. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's real to me. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, we all can learn from each other, you know, and that's what hip hop is about. It's just like, you know, we learn from you. You know what I mean? I learned from watching you and Jay. You know what I mean? I saw the way you guys maneuvered and, and, and how you understood your worth and how you made that a brand. But look at now, you go back and you you look at nasty Nas, but then you 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 fast forward to now. I mean, look look what you got going on as far as, you know, tech and, and business-wise. You know, we didn't see that coming out of the projects, but you had to get it from somewhere. And I remember distinctly it was one night we was in New York. It was me, you, Hove, and all of us was in the studio. And you was downstairs talking with Steve Stout. And I was like, Hove, I'm gone. And I went down and just sat down and listened to everything you and Steve wow. were talking about. I was just like a fly on the wall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't say a lot of words, but I just listened to the conversation. What was the conversation about? I remember that. I mean, they were just talking about business and ventures and the future and what could happen and what possibly happened and what's the new thing. And it, yeah. it was innovative because mm -hmm. it wasn't just rap. It was more so, you know, where he was in his career and it, the possibilities that was there for Nas. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And when I started hearing about what he was doing, I'm just like, that had to be a small part of that conversation. I was there. So that goes back to what we saying, like being around in those rooms and talking to those guys, because Steve Stout is not just music. Right. He understands the business. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm saying? Right. So you got to look outside to find that. But look, this is where it get deep. So you got a street cat like myself that rock with what's going on, but then I'm actually seeing how it's done. So when I see it, you know, put with everything that I've learned, I'm building my way, but it's a cat, you know, somewhere coming up now to see me sit down and talk to somebody and he going to figure out what his next 15, 20 year plan is mm. based on the fact that he think it's cool enough for him to sit down with somebody now because he saw me do it, but I saw Nas do it. I saw Jay do it. I saw Puff do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's that, you know, and that's that's what building this, this legacy is about because I would think when you think of hip hop, it is about building your legacy. You know what I'm saying? Your legacy is is generational wealth. Your legacy is bringing, you know, things back to the culture that we have no understanding of or bringing relationships back. And the thing is, when you think about the worth of conversation, the show that I had, not many people can sit down and talk with a Steve Harvey for a whole hour and ask him anything you want. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, or, Such a valuable opportunity, yeah. Right, you know, and, and I'm not playing either. Like, I'm doing my research. I got my questions, so I want to know. You know what I'm right. saying? Because at the end of the day, this could change my life. 
Real talk. You know, one thing that you just said earlier that was so interesting is that you didn't have access to them before right. because of your right. past. In what mm. way, like, what were the things that people you wanted to talk to and what was the barrier? They were actually identified like, oh. well, we won't talk to you because we've seen well, this. I was a little rowdy in the beginning. <laughs> Ruffle some feathers, you know what I mean? Like, I had no idea what I was doing 15, 20 years ago would affect me today. You know, I walked in the room with people, and it's like they saw a ghost. And I go over to say, hey, how you doing? And they're looking at me like I'm about to, you know what I mean? I'm like, right. what's going on? Right. Say for instance, T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes, it was a situation with a song that I had where T.D. Jakes was speaking, and I used his vocals on it. And it got leaked, and there was a, you know, big thing about a lawsuit. You know, instead of me reaching out to him like a man, you know what I'm saying, I handled it like somebody who was, you know, in that space. You know what I'm saying? I handled it wrong. And then, you know, you fast forward to the day, you know, good thing he's a, God, a man of God, of course, because, he, you know, he, he looked past that. But just think about it. I went left about a lawsuit that I was wrong for. Yeah. So he didn't have to even come back. And it's just like even Steve Harvey, like he a G, you know what I'm saying? Because I had never met Steve, but, you know, we, we kind of had some people that we both knew. And I was always asking for Steve to do things with me. And he just he wouldn't budge. And I had to really sit back and realize what was going on. It was just like everybody was moving based off my past. And, you know, you talking to the guy that President Barack Obama invited to a dinner, correspondence dinner in, in, in New York City. And when I showed up, the Secret Service told me I couldn't come in. You know what I'm saying? So, so wow. because of my past, you know what I mean? And that was humbling. And not to mention, I went and bought a, a, a $8,000 Tom Ford suit. I was ready now. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> you feel me? And and I couldn't get in. And that, you know, that, that kind of broke my spirit. And not that, that I'm ever ashamed of where I came from and I never be, but that's the thing about hip hop. You can evolve in it. Right. You know what I mean? And them the, one, them the soldiers, them the real ones. I was telling somebody today, like, you know, imagine if Pac and Big could have sat down and evolved. What what would we be as a culture? What would we be as a people? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. like somebody got to break the mold. But that's the thing about our culture and what we do. It comes from the street. But you able to evolve. When you see these businessmen, these people running these Fortune 500 companies, are getting into these brands. They got the hustle from the street. You know what I'm saying? But you can still evolve in it. You know, you could be bigger than the guy who went to school all his life for this. You know right. what I mean? He went to Harvard. He he studied for this. And then you come in and you just got that that it factor and you do it. And that's what I love about what we do is just like there's no limitations. None whatsoever. Wow. And I'll tell you a true story. So going back to that dinner that Barack invited me to um, that I couldn't get in, the Secret Service that I couldn't get in. So I had to watch all the other artists and all the other entertainers go in, but I couldn't get in and I left. Damn. And i never forget, I was touring in London. I was touring overseas. And uh, my mom called me. She was like, baby. I was like, what's going on? She said, you heard what the president said about you? I'm like, damn president talking about me. What you talking about? She's like, baby, I'm telling him how your sister sent you the clip. And she sent it to me. And he was at a, another correspondence dinner. And he was like, my first term, I sang Al Green. My second term, I'm going with Young Jeezy. Wow. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and, he, and he looked at Michelle. He said, she likes that, right? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, damn. You're done. What? You're done. But, but that's what <laughs> let me know he had some ice in his veins because he cooled up. Yeah. No, I can't stand beside you, man. You, your gangster called too real, but I'm going to give you a shout out from a distance. That's real. 
Jeezy, you know, we've seen you come a long way and just in terms of how you carry yourself. So I remember right. definitely speaking to you, interviewing you, and it was so much charisma and energy, but yes, a lot of like, a lot of scary in there, right? And it was right, exciting, right. but that's what people gravitated to. If you come full circle and you are able to evolve, it means a lot more, I think, to people because you didn't come from where everything was pretty, you know? Right. And so right. when you say something, it has a different level of truth, you know? Right. You can't get the wisdom without the wounds. <laughs> you got to have right. both. That's real. Right. <laughs> That's real. You know what I mean? You can't get it. We also wanted to talk about, like, what's going on with you right now. Just married. Yeah. You and Jeannie, right. congratulations. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Baby on the way. Yeah. yeah. Not your first. Number, Yeah, number three, though, because I, I, I saw Google somewhere. They said I had a whole other kid. I'm like, yo, I need to find him so I can write him off on my taxes <laughs> or something because y'all can't be just giving me kids out here. Like, I got, <laughs> you know what I mean? What is it like to be <laughs> expecting to be a father now? having, you know, evolved into who you are now? Like, was how is it going to be different? I just feel like, I feel like I got a lot of experience now. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of experience. I'm definitely in a more peaceful place. You know, like like my man say, life is good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, you're giving me hope. You're giving right. me hope. <laughs> yeah, you, you're giving a lot of us hope. That talk, hey, look, you remember we had that talking puff party? I was like, yes. nah. <laughs> we had, yeah. we had talk. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm I'm just in a place like, look, just even speaking of the fact, like, I survived a lot of things. I don't think people realize that, you know. I just don't think they do because everybody sees the rapper or the person. Like, I, I've been through a, a lot, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of my stories are untold, you know, unless you hear some of it in music, but that's still on the surface level. So even as a human being, like, I've been through a lot, you know, just trauma and, and mentally, you know, I, I've checked out a few times because, you know, Things have been so crazy and, and always fight my way back. And it's just like, I just fought for peace. You know what I mean? Peace of mind. I had it all. I don't, you know, ain't a car I ain't, only car I ain't drove is a hearse. You know what I mean? I'm going to keep it real. Damn. You know what I'm saying? I mean, That's a crazy bars. way to put it. Yeah. That's called a bar, y'all. That is crazy. <laughs> ain't, ain't nothing I ain't seen. Ain't no way I ain't been. But, you know, I just had a lot of survivor's remorse because I took a lot of things. I took that energy from the hood with me, and I tried to keep it with me as long as I could until it almost dimmed my light. You know what I'm saying? And I just had to find a way to just stand on my own and be who and what I am. That's the person that got into, that stepped off the porch with a vision of evolution. I wanted to evolve. No matter what I did, I could have been, I could have been selling socks. I could have been a banker, like, Whatever I was going to do, I was going to evolve and make a way and tell my people, you know, this is how I done it. Not to say this is the end all be all, but this is how I done it. So to be in a place where to know what true happiness and success really is, you know, it, it has a lot to do with peace and your mindset. And, and to be in that place and to be able to, you know, have a new life coming into this world, I just think that, you know, my father's skills are going to be on the next level. And plus, we're going to be vacationing in some places that my first kid ain't go. He's going to be like, yo, yeah. dad, what's this? <laughs> but, but I mean, I'm just in a, I'm just in another space. And I, and I was telling somebody the, the other day, it's different, man. You know, when your family love you, your kids love you, got love for yourself. And, and, and every day is just like, 
you know, you give it all you got and, and you love what you do, there's no better place to be in because everybody around you feels that energy. And, and, and for me, I, my, you know, entire life, not career, because that's, you know, one, that's a whole nother conversation, but my life, I fought for that. And, and to be able to be in that place now, man, is 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 a blessing. I, I've been so presently grateful, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, I can't even front. And this is beyond rap. So we ain't talking, we talking real life right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm there. You feel me? Even when um you had that incident where you, you're suited and booted, ready to go. This is a big mm-hmm. moment. You're invited by the president and you get turned away from the door. Like, if it was like years before, you might have reacted differently then too. But now you're in a different place and you're able to, like, I think something about maturity is always about being able to see a bigger picture and not react so much. Don't get it, don't get it fucked up again. Like, I'm, I'm okay, crazy, but on. I ain't about to go against the Secret Service okay. with about four <laughs> I was trying to give you credit that, <laughs> that you were so mature. Four people, but four people with me. But look, it humbled me. Right. It humbled me. Like, I walked away and... It wasn't just that he wanted to meet me because of just because he heard the song. He also saw my campaign because I got with the radio station here in Atlanta. We got buses. We got Lloyd. We got buses to bus people to the polls. I went to the polls. I live broadcast from the polls. I had people in the hoods talking to people who were convicted felons, letting them know that they could still vote. I had all type of campaigns going around with T-shirts. Incredible. And just people. And I was just all the way, I was in this. Like, I felt like I was a part of it. And when he won, I felt like we won. I rode in that same Lamborghini up and down Peachtree with my both my doors up, playing my president is black. So that I, I was really in this. This was my first time in that recession album. I wrote it doing my research on politics, doing my research on what was going on in the world. Like that was my first, to me, that's my best album ever because I took the time from mm. scratch to build it. And then, you know, here I am, a million sold, you know, the vibe is there, the president record is hidden, I got Nas on the album, Jay-Z's on the remix, I got put on, this right. is Kanye West, this is it, you know what I mean? <laughs> And he turned me down. So now I got to go back to Atlanta after I told everybody I know that I'm going to this dinner. So that was the longest play ride you could oh, imagine no. from Atlanta. And it's only like an hour and 45. It felt like 10. And it humbled me. And I, I ain't going to lie, I, I felt the way. But I never expressed that to anyone. But the minute my mother called me and she said what she said and I yeah. heard what he said, I had a whole new different respect for him because I got friends that I know that I love that I can't stand near. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To this day, Whoa. because of what they got going on. And I respect that. So I respect them for that. And shouts out Talk. to Barack Obama for um, you know Talk. making sure that he acknowledged the player. No matter what, I think that when you look back at that campaign, that election and everything, your sweat equity is a part of that story. So I don't think that, right. you know, when people talk about it, when we talk about hip-hop's role and its power, I think that that song right. and the and the movement is something that people will always recognize. So it really doesn't matter about a party. It it really matters right. about what, right. what history saw. And you made history, brother. Yeah. Love it. And that's the power of what we do. You know, it's influence, baby. Yeah. And you guys keep influencing them up there at that podcast, baby. Nice and nice. I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? Likewise. Keep doing what you're doing, baby. Thanks, brother. Yep. Likewise, happy for you, man. Love, bro. Thank Thanks you so much, man. G. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, guys. On 
the next episode of The Bridge, 50 Years of Hip Hop, Menya and I speak with Fabulous. Go up to High 97. I thought I was just meeting Clue. I didn't have myself prepared that I was gonna rap. I'm going up there, young, very skinny, big Averex on, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Clue's like, yo, you ready to rock? Like, he's giving me the, the lane to freestyle or something on, on air. So I'm at a point where I'm like, I ain't really ready to rock, but I don't know if I'm gonna ever get this opportunity to rock again. So I'm like, yeah. From Spotify, the executive producers are Gina Delvac and Jason Rodriguez, with additional production support from Leslie Guam and Andrea Salenzi. And special thanks to Courtney Holt, Jessica Dow, and everyone at Spotify who helped the bridge come to life. From Mass Appeal, the executive producers are myself, Nas, Peter Bittenbender, Jenya Meggs. Lead producer is Medina Prawana. And associate producer is Serge Jabrija. Our writer is Gabe Alvarez. Samara Langer and Cliff Cristofaro are our editors. Thanks for listening. <laughs>